Hey everybody, welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified, gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. On the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores, J.D. Page. Boy, Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low, Hornung, dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10, here's Van Pelt. He's at the five, touchdown Colorado State. Uh, congrats to Coach Long and his team. Uh, came in and played a very clean game. Uh, got to victory. Uh, I was really proud of our effort from our defense tonight. I thought that's a, uh, another consecutive week, playing really, really physical and hard. Uh, no, we didn't get any turnovers defensively, but you know, I thought they, I thought they did an outstanding job. You know, obviously you'd like to have a couple of them back defensively, but they were put in bad situation. Over and over uh, tonight, uh, you know, you know, starting with kicking the ball out of bounds, uh, you know, a big return on a kickoff uh, return by them, and then four turnovers in the second half uh, by the offense. I thought they played their ass off. Uh, you know, sh- turned the ball over four times. It should have been forty to forty to ten or whatever the score was. Uh, offensively, uh, have zero identity right now uh, as an offense. We're searching, uh, trying to find something. And, uh, you know, we're, we're struggling offense. We got to go back to the drawing board. Uh, you know, a lot of pieces are missing. Uh, and we got to go back and figure out what these guys can do to give us a chance uh, to be successful because right now uh, we're not very, we're, we're having trouble executing offensively. Now, that's a damn good defense. Uh, we knew it was going to be hard. Uh, you know, you'd like to punch that one in right before the half. Uh, we were able to do that. That was a heck of a drive by our offense, but not able to finish. Uh, we challenged them. Uh, they stood up and, and won the challenge right there before half. Uh, you know, it's 10-3 at halftime, I believe, 10-3 at halftime. Uh, we got no turnovers. It's a pl- close game. We knew it was going to be like that. And then we fumbled the first, you know, the play uh, right out of halftime. And I think we threw three consecutive picks. So, uh, not going to win that way. Not going to win that way. And, uh, you know, uh, we got to figure out what we can do to move the ball offensively. Uh, you know, we better off taking a knee uh, and punting tonight than what we did in the second half.
What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. As always, I am your host, Justin Michael. That audio coming post-game from Mike Bobo. Uh, The Rams obviously lost on homecoming to San Diego State. It's been a few days since I've been able to get a podcast up. We're going to try and get you a bonus podcast later in the week to just kind of make up for that missed one on Monday. Had a bunch of trouble with Audition. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with Adobe, but sometimes it could be a giant pain in the butt, if you know what I'm talking about. I just kept canceling on me over and over again and kept ruining my edits, so just had to end up scrapping it, re-download the whole uh, Adobe system onto my computer. So been a long 24 hours, but CSU football has a short turnaround, obviously, with the New Mexico game being Friday night. Normally you get not a ton of fans that go down there just because, well, one dream style is not exactly the most luxurious stadium in the world. It's not a bucket list location by any means, but the uh, with with the drive being as close as it is, you usually do get some CSU fans that make the trip down to Albuquerque. One, with the Rams being as bad as they are this year, uh, and two, with it being near the end of the Balloon Festival, I just imagine there won't be as many folks as there normally are. Just hotel rates are through the roof in Albuquerque for that game, but important matchup. The Rams trying to solidify a decade's worth of dominance over the New Mexico Lobos. It's really quite insane if you look at the numbers we posted the final scores from every game since 2010 on the dnvr rams twitter account this afternoon so go check that out if you're wanting to just kind of reminisce about them most of them have been fairly close even when the talent gap has been significant uh some of those games are shootouts some of them have been you know like 14 10 real low games but pretty crazy to beat any team nine consecutive times is impressive in its own right that obviously spans all the way back to Steve Fairchild uh just to have that many coaches continue that success over one program is crazy especially one in your own conference a win Friday night would not only be you know the 10th consecutive win over the Lobos it would actually be CSU's first win over an FBS program since October 13th, 2018. On that day, CSU beat, guess who? New Mexico at Canvas Stadium. Yeah, so I mean, a lot on the line this Friday night. Obviously, you want to cap off a decade's worth of wins over one team. That's just really cool. You don't want to see that streak come to an end. It's like one of the few positive things that CSU fans have to hold on to at this moment in time but more importantly you just you got to stop this losing streak to fbs opponents fbs opponents 10 games it's absolutely absurd i mean if you can win on friday you're going to stop the streak just shy of a calendar year the fact that it's gone on this long is it's embarrassing i mean there's really no other way to put it if you're a csu fan i think at this point you're pretty close to putting a brown paper bag over your head and showing up to the stadium Browns fan style who, you know, they're always loyal. They always show up. They're always there for their team, but it'd been a pit of misery for like 10 years. And that's kind of how it's starting to feel around Fort Collins. I think just week after week, seeing this team 
lose continually. I think Patrick O'Brien really said it best after the game. He, you know, he kind of honestly told the media, he's like, it's really feeling like the same sad story every week. And that's really true. I mean, it's just like, it's always something with this team. They just can't seem to find a way to get a victory. But as we said a second ago, you know, they're going to have a decent chance on Friday night, should be favored in that game. Uh, the Lobos, they're bad. They they have an awful defense. Maybe the maybe the worst defense uh, that I've seen in the Mountain West in quite some time. They just they can't stop anyone. Everyone they face runs all over them. They don't have anyone that can tackle in the secondary. It's just it's a mess down there in Albuquerque. I'm not really sure how Bob Davies still has a job, but hey, I mean, he seems he's he's kind of like a cockroach. He just keeps on surviving everything and I don't necessarily mean that as like an insult at, at Bob Davey uh the cockroach comment I mean I have heard he's kind of a jerk if we're being completely honest but all I mean is like he's one of those guys who has absolutely no success like way less success than Mike Bobo but keeps his job year after year keeps surviving I think part of it is that athletic department is just so broke. It's so you've seen all the issues with them having to get rid of teams. They had to get rid of their men's soccer program, which had been historically pretty successful and sent a lot of players to the pro league. So it's a tough time to be a Lobos fan too. I think CSU fans and New Mexico fans can kind of sympathize for each other, just how tough it can get. They're both programs that have had success. Uh, New Mexico certainly more with, basketball than football although they they have had some decent football teams over the years it's been quite some time since they've had one but I mean there are there have been moments that Lobos fans can hang their hats on most notably I think back to a couple years ago they actually upset Boise State so I mean New Mexico even New Mexico can say they beat Boise State at this point CSU still hasn't done that so you know I'm, it's it's the little things Ram fans celebrating nine straight wins over New Mexico uh, mostly because they haven't had much of anything else to celebrate the past couple of years. New Mexico fans probably look back on that upset over Boise State and you know some of those competitive moments and look back on them fondly because that's really all you can do as a college football fan when you know things go down the toilet, when things get tough. You just got to hang on to the good moments as they come and hope that the ship turns around because you know, otherwise, what's the point? CSU still has half a season remaining I mean I know as frustrating and truly just awful as it's been at times you just you got to keep hope that something's going to give that they're going to find a way to turn something around I mean there's there hasn't been a whole lot to indicate that it's going to come just especially with how poor the offense has looked the last couple weeks but we're going to talk more about the offense when we come back from the from break just have to take a quick second and shout out our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. It's time to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR Rams. For months I've been telling you about Strawberry Sky, but I want to talk to you right now about Colorado Core. Breckenridge recently collaborated with Colorado's own Talbot Cider Company to create an apple blonde ale that tastes like late summer in a glass. It may be getting chilly outside, forecast calling for snow on Thursday, but if you're drinking Colorado Core, it's going to feel like mid-August in your house, baby. Check out Colorado Core at Breckenridge Brewery or any other place you buy your beer. 
It's delicious. It's sweet. It's smooth. Highly recommend it on game day. Maybe pick a six-pack up before the Lobos game Friday night. Colorado Core by Breckenridge Brewery. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. As we were talking about before the brief break there, the offense has to figure out its identity. It's something that we've been talking about for a couple of weeks, but really two weeks in a row, the offense, they came up short. The defense has been really quite good over the last two weeks, uh, really stout against Utah State, and that's a that's a talented offense. I know the pouring rain and the cold wind and everything definitely benefited CSU a little bit, but I mean, to slow down Jordan Love the way they did, uh, granted Utah State then looked pretty bad against LSU too, so maybe they're not quite as good as we thought they were. Uh, but regardless, you know, they that performance against Utah State on the road, that's one that the defense can hang its hat on. You come back against San Diego State, honestly an even better performance I think you do need to acknowledge that San Diego State's they have no passing offense whatsoever uh Ryan Agnew is he's just not a good quarterback he can make some plays with his legs and he does a good job of executing you know within their system getting the ball to their guys not turning it over all that kind of stuff but he's just not a threat to beat you this was a game where CSU they had a lot of chances to win I mean the defense only gave up only gave up 24 points in the game, 238 total yards. I mean, CSU only had five penalties. Just you know, the same story as as every week. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. You turn the ball over four times and you find a way to lose. At one point, CSU actually throws interceptions on three consecutive plays. One of those by Patrick O'Brien, then back to back by Justice McCoy. After the game, Mike Bobo talked about how he wants to reopen up the quarterback competition that's continued throughout practice this week. You know, on Monday, Bobo said that he hadn't, you know, picked a starting quarterback for New Mexico yet. The practice was going to determine it. It sounds like multiple guys are getting reps. Practice wasn't open to the press yesterday uh, for a viewing period just because of the short schedule. Everything changes, but it sounds like from what I've heard, they're, they're giving everybody a shot and that includes more than Patrick O'Brien and just Justice McCoy. I think those are the two obvious choices, but, you know, if Erickson or, you know, freshman walk-on ends up making a, a name for himself, this this could get interesting. I mean, I don't really expect Aaron Sveterson, I'm, I, I can't even pronounce his last name, kid from Minnesota, five foot ten guy, really short, but actually has a pretty decent arm. Maybe maybe he finds a way to work his way into the mix. I don't know, man. It's it's such a weird deal right now. I just I don't really understand what shaking things up quarter at quarterback is going to do to help this team. I know they have to be better, and Patrick O'Brien, quite frankly, has not. He hasn't been consistent enough. You you see him make some nice touch passes, especially on the deep ball. He really can throw the deep ball well. But it's, it's the throws between the sticks. It's it's the throws you have to make on, you know, first, second down that he's just really struggled with. He has not been able to hit guys. He's left them short. He's missed them high. He's he's really been all over the place. And you, you saw the frustration with Bobo going to Justice McCoy. I think he was pretty much just trying to spark it. He's never been afraid to pull a quarterback in game, which 
is something that I really don't agree with most of the time. I think there are times where you have to because they, you simply can't do anything and you're, and you're just desperate to spark a change. And maybe that's what we saw last weekend, but I think more times than not, it just disrupts your offense and it eliminates maybe the little things you were doing well. You weren't doing a lot well, but maybe you were doing something well with that other quarterback that you could have, you could have built off it. And then you basically have to go back to ground zero when you flip back and forth. So I just, I just think it's an odd time to go and try and open things up. But then again, you're one in five. So maybe, maybe this is what it takes to spark somebody and get the offense rolling. But I think more than anything, you just have to figure out a way to establish this run game. We've talked about all year, really throughout Bobo's career, how important the run game is. It's always been the foundation of his offenses, even going back to Georgia with all the, you know, the plethora of talented backs he had down there. Guys like Todd Gurley come to mind. He's pretty dang good. Nick Chubb, if you've if you've ever heard of those guys, but even at CSU, when the Rams were rolling with Gallup and and all those guys, Nick Stevens leading the passing offense Dalen Dawkins was was still always the foundation of the offense, both catching the football out of the backfield as well as just straight running between the tackles. In the last couple of weeks, the run game has basically been inept, and CSU's had no identity because of it. So until you get that ground game going, I just I don't think it really matters who's under quarterback. I don't think it's going to make a difference. I think whether you start Justice McCoy or Patrick O'Brien, you probably find a way to beat New Mexico on Friday. I mean... If CSU loses this game, I'm just going to shut off Twitter and kill my internet and I don't even know, like watch a movie in bed or something and just try to shut out the world because I know it's going to be World War Three. the world is ending. And I, 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 if CSU actually loses to this New Mexico team with as bad as they are, I, I couldn't blame the fans if that's how they reacted. I just know how it gets on there and there's not anything I can say to, to make them feel better in those moments. So it's just really a lot of angry tweets directed my way. And I get it. It's been frustrating. This whole season has been frustrating. The last two years have been frustrating. Parts of the last five years have been frustrating, but we got half a season left. I'm, I'm interested to see how this team responds. It, it, it doesn't really matter a whole lot, but I will say, I have been impressed with the way that this locker room has at least on the surface stayed together. There's always stuff that goes on behind closed doors that you don't find out about during the season. Maybe you hear about down the line. I mean, we knew that there were parts of the of the locker room that were broken last year, but I don't think anyone actually knew how toxic things got until the end of the season. But from from everything that I've gathered, it, it doesn't seem to be that type of environment with CSU this year. The players, they seem to have faith in each other and their staff regardless of of the outcome and that is a good sign maybe they will be able to turn the tide and get some wins here one of the things I wrote the other day at this point you know the goals kind of just have to be locked down the winnable games you have to beat New Mexico and you have to beat UNLV at the bare minimum go three and nine I mean ideally you'd win some more games than that but at the bare minimum you have to beat those two teams there they're barely D1 teams at this point, and, and you just have to beat them. It, it needs to be done. Uh, you'd love to see CSU be competitive, you know, against Fresno, Wyoming, and Boise, and all those teams as well, Air Force, but we'll see. You know, we will see. I think you could see this team turn things around and, and end up winning two or three or four games, but 
I think very easily you could also see this team just completely breaking down and and everything that they've been through just kind of take its toll and maybe they go into a shell and just the season kind of drags to an end. That's kind of what happened last year. I think everyone was just done. The last month was so brutal, so long. Everyone around the program, you could just sense it. They were they were done with the year and they were ready to move on. We'll see what happens this time around. It's it's a weird, weird situation with Mike Bobo and him potentially being on the hot seat and just everything. It You're probably going to get some players that rally and really play hard for him just because they do love him and they appreciate everything that Bobo's done for them over the years. And that's understandable. We've talked about multiple times that Bobo's a good dude, really good dude. But at this point, you know, you don't get paid to be a good dude. You get paid to win football games and they're not winning football games. So hopefully CSU can do that Friday night, taking on the New Mexico Lobos Friday night game, which means you get to watch all the other games on Saturday. I know some fans get frustrated with Friday night games if they're high school football fans because they want to go support the teams in their community. And I certainly get that argument. I support anyone that supports preps programs. I wish Colorado preps teams got more coverage and attention just around the state than they do. But then again, I'm not going to complain with being able to watch some of the other games on Saturday because as an as a national college football fan, I I love these days where I actually get the opportunity to watch them because I'm not spending all day at the stadium like I normally am. But anyways, we're going to talk plenty about this game in the coming days. Also going to be talking a lot about CSU basketball. Basically one month from opening the season now, I'm just so stoked. We had the first scrimmage of the season uh, over the weekend. I have some audio that I'll get to you probably on tomorrow's podcast maybe the day after that but all kinds of hoops content go check out my article on david roddy that is a free one so you don't have to be a subscriber to check that one out we try to do about one free article a month so check it out let me know what you think let me know what your expectations are for csu basketball this season what are you most excited about what are you most nervous about all that fun stuff we'll talk about some of the responses on a future podcast but yeah, that's that's about it for today. I appreciate everyone that listens. I appreciate everyone that subscribes. Go check out our sweet gear. We've got all kinds of new merch dropping, sweet new Miko Rantanen t-shirt, sweet new Nuggets t-shirt, just all kinds of sick stuff going on at DNVR. But I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I uh, hope everyone has a good week. Scummy like Martin Scarelli, turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. But water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys, like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly.